you right through to one o'clock today on the Nile Boiling Podcast. Welcome along. Don't forget, by the way, at any stage, if you want to, you can subscribe on the button up above there on Twitter. All you got to do is just click it, all right? It helps support us do the show every single day uh, between 12 and 1 o'clock. And we delve into some of the wonderful topics that are around, of course, today, as well as the more intriguing ones and the more serious ones. And uh, today is something that I personally feel very, very serious about. Now, you may remember or you might know the story, of course, uh, that came out of the news yesterday that the New Zealand Justice Minister has resigned from her position as Justice Minister and her job after she crashed a car and failed a breathalyzer test. Kiri Allen uh, is the Justice Minister in New Zealand. So it just goes to show nobody's above the law when it comes to drink driving. Here in Ireland, at the moment, the drink driving limit is 50 milligrams. That's uh, units of alcohol. 50 milligrams of units of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood. For professional learner drivers, or professional drivers, or learner drivers, or novice drivers, it is 20 milligrams. In other words, if you're you know, a bus driver, a truck driver, if you're a learner driver, it's a little bit less. Uh, they're quite lenient when it comes to the punishment in this country. If you're on the lower level, of course, you'd only get a three-month ban. That's if you're lucky, and you might get maybe a two or three hundred euro fine. If you're on the upper level, and if you're over the 50 milligrams, or indeed you're double over the limit, twice over the limit, you can get a two to three year ban, and the most you'll ever get is a 500 euro fine. The only time you'll probably ever go to jail is if you're involved in a serious accident, where you take somebody's life, or you injure somebody quite seriously. That's the only time you're most likely going to go to jail. Is that enough? Let's be clear about this. We know drink driving is wrong. So why is it that I can walk around a city at any stage during the week, particularly the weekends, and see car parks full of cars, people inside drinking, and going home and taking a chance? When we know drink driving is wrong, when we know you'll get a fine, when you know you could be off the road for two years, or three years as the case may be, depending on the judge, when you know all of this, why do people still do it? Is it because the punishment isn't good enough? Well, there has been suggestions in the past that we bring in a punishment of a lifetime ban that we also reduce the limit to zero. Now, I don't know if that's technically possible at all, because, of course, people might take a mouthwash that has a level of alcohol in it. You might be using perfume or aftershave. You might be using certain medications that have alcohol levels in them. So it might be difficult to reduce it to zero. I'll find that out in a few minutes. But in saying that, we all know that you shouldn't drink and drive. The drinking levels at this point, or should I say the amount allowable at this point, is not even one pint of beer, a small glass of wine, So is it really worth the risk? Are all those people across the country in pubs with their cars sitting outside, are they all drinking Coca-Cola? I don't think so. And then the problem we have at the moment is, and we've been looking over the last few days, at crime in the city centre and the lack of guard or resources. And of course, as well, since we changed the car tax policy, whereby, for example, you don't, you can't go into a guard station and get it stamped anymore. You can get away with not paying your tax, all that kind of carry on. That's all gone. So the guardian are not really doing checkpoints for tax anymore the way they used to, where they might spot the odd drink driver. So it's only for dedicated drink driving stops. And that usually happens around Christmas with Operation Lifesaver. So is that good enough? So the question we're asking today, and we want you to text or WhatsApp in on the number, it's 85 100 That's 85 100 is, should you get banned for life if you get caught drink driving? Some people believe you should get a second chance. I'm not too sure about that. One man who believes you definitely should not get a second chance is Leo uh, Ligio. And Leo's daughter, Marcia, from Dawkins died in 2005 when she was hit by a drink driver. And he joins me on the line. Uh, Leo, good evening to you. Or good afternoon to you, should I say. How are you doing, Nice. Leo, nice I, 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 it's nice to talk to you again. It's been a little while since we spoke the last time. Now, I know, of course, you're now a member of the Irish Road Victims Association. And it's, it's been a long time, but time, that cliche, the time is a great healer. Sometimes always it doesn't work, particularly when you have a 16-year-old daughter who lost her life at the hands of a drink driver. And I, I don't want to keep bringing back the story, but I think it's important people hear it and the, the devastating effect it can have on people. I mean, if we go back to that evening in 2005 when you got the phone call, yourself and Teresa uh, got the phone call, um, obviously you went into a panic immediately. Where, where, where was Marcia? Where was she going? Or what, what was she doing that night? Uh, she was at a... Uh, I actually found this at about only a few years back with a friend of Marcia's sent me an email and this girl was with her, with Marcia that night. And uh, she was that badly affected with it. She was only able to tell me only a few years back, that they were at a 50th birthday party. Yeah. And, and she was on her way home. Okay. And they were crossing the uh, crossing the road down Donali at a set of pedestrian traffic lights. 
and a car ploughed into her and knocked Marcia clean out her runners that heighted the traffic lights. Okay. And you and, uh, you and Teresa got the phone call uh, from the guy she had gone, I assume? Or? No, no, I got a phone call from one of Marcia's friends. Oh, okay, okay. First thing that came into my head was a joke. Somebody said, somebody playing a prank on me and put yeah. No, she said it was serious and told me where it was and I just screamed at Teresa and we jumped into the car and I drove down. It was only two minutes down the road by car mm. but it seemed like ages driving down there. I can imagine that, that imagine that journey, what it must have been like as a parent knowing that your daughter was in serious trouble. It must have been an awful journey. Yeah, it was a terrible journey. You don't think of it at the time. You think, oh, it's okay, it's serious, but yeah, got there. She was unconscious on on the stretcher. Yeah, I mean at the time at the time you're probably thinking broken leg, broken arm. Oh my god, I hope yeah. she's okay. That's kind of what the worst case scenario you're thinking. But unfortunately, okay. when you got there, things were a lot more serious than that. Yeah, she was lying there unconscious on the stretcher, and they're just about to pour into the ambulance, and they told us where they were, that they were bringing her to the Tala Hospital, and that's when it hit us really. Mm. And she and en- she, she ended up in in a coma. For quite a while, and there was a point where they thought she would pull through, wasn't there? Those first couple of days in Tala Hospital, yeah, we we were we thought she was going to come through. And the well, the second day, I think it was, they took her out of. She was putting into into an induced coma because her brain was swollen. Yeah. And uh, the, the day after it, they tried bringing her out of the out of the coma, and she was kind of getting agitated, reaching for her head as if try and pull out the wires or something like that there or yeah. maybe she was in pain I don't know yeah but yeah. then they put her back in again and then they tried to take her out again and I was holding her hand and as as you do when you say you try like don't worry yeah we're here you're gonna be okay I'm sorry I'm sorry no. I know I know Leo this never no, no, leaves I, you. I, 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 I has to be out there has to be out there people have to hear us yeah I know I, I felt just squeezing my hand, my hand, and I hope she heard me that time. But did she respond to you? Yeah. At all? Did she respond at all to you, or could she talk? No, no, she couldn't speak. Yeah. So it just felt, just, I just felt a squeeze in my hand for that split second. Yeah, and that was the last yeah. contact, basically. Yeah, she made it. And, sa- and then, sadly, she passed away then. And no, the second couple of days. Yeah, second day she was moved out to Ballmount Hospital. She fought. She fought for a week now. She yeah. fought for a week. She fought hard for a week. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. I, I'm really, really sorry, and I'm sorry to put you through that, Leo. And, and although I've put you through that, I think it's really important that people have a really good understanding of what it does, the devastation it does to families. And we've spoken to many families in the past, including yourself, who have gone through this devastation with young children, teenagers, or even brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, and the devastation that a drunk driver can cause. Getting back yeah, to the they accident, have, they have to know. They yeah. have to know. Yeah, and and it does. It, it can. I mean, it's destroyed your life. I know it has yours and Teresa's, and it's destroyed destroyed your family's life. And I know it was your other uh, daughter's birthday on the day. Not that you'd even remember that, and it was something I know no, you mentioned did. before. You you didn't even remember yeah. it was her birthday at the time because, of course, life just became a mess for you at that stage. Everything is yeah. just a blur. Absolutely. And, and having to tell your eleven year old and nine year old that their sister was gone as well. Yeah, their big sister. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely gut wrenching. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's had a massive effect on them as well, on their lives too, because their big sister is not around anymore. And yeah. I know it's been very, very difficult for you. And um, you obviously got involved in the campaign as well. But to get back to that particular, the accident itself. Well, when I say accident, I don't oh, believe oh, I don't yeah. use the word accident yeah. when, when I'm talking no, about these yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, it, right. you don't accidentally drink. No, you don't accidentally drink and drive. You do it intentionally. Um, the the woman responsible for this. Her name was Kira McAlinden. Yeah. Okay, she had previous convictions and she was already she was banned from driving. Yeah, she was notorious drunk uh, addict and dealer up, up in Dundalk. Mm. Sorry that she was down in Dublin but to purchase drugs. Yeah. And so she was brought to court. Did, did they, I know she stopped initially at the scene but then left the scene of the accident. So essentially it was a hit and run as well. Um, yeah, was it yeah. So she left the scene of the accident. Um, how did they find out who it was? Was there CCTV? Because it was a little bit few years ago now, so there wouldn't have been as many cameras. No, the, the, the guards, the guards said they got a lot of. Uh, I don't know exactly how they got it, but the guards said they got a lot of 
cooperation from people, even people who said you wouldn't think yeah. would, would come forward. And they got got the information and, and caught her. Right. Okay. And how long did it take to get her into court? Oh, it was a couple of years. Yeah. Like it, kept in, it kept being adjourned, adjourned, adjourned. And like to this day, something fishy went on. In my Titanic period, but something fishy went down because mm. we were told that she'd get four, to, get four to five years, which is the norms. Never more than that there for dangerous driving, causing death. Yeah. But then it kept getting adjourned until she was went up in trial and done dark in the district court and done dark, and she got twelve months for other crimes, theft, and stuff like that there. Mm. So when it came to the court case in Dublin. She wasn't even charged for murder, Marcy's, Marcy's death, Marcy's murder, as they call it. She was charged for careless drivings, no tax, no insurance, and all that kind of stuff. Driving well banned. And the judge was throwing the book at her, giving her a maximum sentence for everything, and her barrister stood up and said, because she was sentenced to 12 months in the dock, the maximum she can get in the district court in Dublin is another 12 months. Yeah. And, the, and the judge apologised to me. He literally apologized to me and said, and his hands were tied. And we had to give her two months remission on top of that there as well. So she got was 10 months. So she got 10 months in jail for the death of your daughter. No, it wasn't even for the death of my daughter. It was for careless driving, no tax, no insurance. Yeah, for motoring offences. That is incredible. And I, pardon my ignorance, but is there no way of taking that then to a circuit court or to appeal it to a circuit court for the leniency of that sentence or to a higher court? Is there is there no way of doing that? I had none of the information that, that, that people have now, so I, we didn't know what to do or we were just disgusted. And I imagine. Like the, the prison service and all that, they were brought to recruit her to say, look, she's going to serve every single day. Yeah. And uh, I even got, I don't know what I told you, but I got an email from one of our friends a few months later asking me to put in a good word for her because she's trying to change her life around. God, cheek for and, and my brother-in-law found something on the internet as well that Sarah McAlinden, two weeks after she killed my daughter, she was up in Belfast. She put another eighteen-year-old. She put another eighteen-year-old in hospital. She killed another eighteen-year-old. Oh no! Two weeks after killing my daughter. I don't. I don't know what to say to you, Leo, because if it was me and it was my daughter, I know how you feel. I, I could only imagine how you feel. But uh, cheapers, I, I couldn't stop till I made sure this person never left a jail cell again. And no, I, I know. I, that, I know I, that's the way you feel. To be honest, I, I felt the same way you do. I said something happened to one of my, my children. But I tried to do everything the right way. I know. So I was, people even came up to you. A couple of people came up to me and told me, look, if you want something done for a while, she's in prison, I can do it for you. Yeah. And no, you wouldn't I, get involved I, in that. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian myself. I, well, yeah. Not, like a, not a Bible basher, but I, I do believe in God and I do believe in the afternoon. And I want to see my daughter again. And yeah, I wouldn't do anything like that there. Did you, when you were in court, by the way, when she got the 10-month sentence for the, the driving offences under the Road Traffic Act offences, did she, did you make eye contact with her? Did she look remorseful? <laughs> she almost sat beside me at one stage. And to this day, I regret I didn't give her a slap or something. Like the guys are more worried about what we do in the courthouse. She came yeah. into the same bench as me and I just told her to get the F away from me. Didn't even realize who I was. Did she even say she was sorry? Did she ever say no. she was sorry? No. No. There was just there was just lies after lies. Like I suppose you know, a male passenger in the car, male passenger seen in the car, but he was never identified, and they denied it. I mean, because most people, if they were responsible for something like that, either accidentally or intentionally by drink driving, they couldn't live with themselves. They'd be, be racked with yeah. guilt. But it didn't yeah. seem to phase this woman at all. Not as far as I know. Maybe later, maybe later in life, before she passed, she's passed yeah. away in her belief. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, get, getting back to, I suppose, your campaign now. Of course, you're a member of the Irish Road Victims Association, and obviously, you're talking and you talk to you know the community of other people around the country who've been affected by drink driving. Mm. Firstly, a lot of people yeah. want to know. The main question is, and maybe I want to know it as well, is 
a lot of people say, well, why can't we just reduce it to zero? Why can't we just say it's illegal? That's the end of it. There's no levels. There's no limits. I'm assuming it's because, you know, mouthwashes contain alcohol, medication contain alcohol, and so can aftershaves and perfumes. Yeah, I think it's the same thing myself. It's the only, it's the only reason. But even apart from that, there are even 50 milligrams is enough. But uh, mm-hmm. people should not. It's, it's the courts. The courts aren't given severe enough sentences. There's not enough data presence on the roads. You have all these laws, like we fought hard to get that drink driving registration changed. Mm-hmm. And when you have certain TVs, and you know who I'm talking about, standing up in court, saying it's okay, standing up in the door, saying it's okay to have one drink. Yeah. Well, it's not good uh, then when you see politicians being found, but of course, we had Barry Cowan going back a few yeah. years ago as well. And I think that was the last yeah. time I spoke to you, actually, when we, we talked about yeah. the Barry Cowan case. I mean, so it's not yeah. good when you're seeing politicians. I mean, this politician in New Zealand has kind of brought the story back up worldwide again, where she's the Minister for Justice and she was caught drink yeah. driving and crashed yeah. her car yeah. and has now had to resign. So so the answer to this, I mean, I, I don't drink. Uh, my father was a very heavy drinker, and I can remember as a child being driven around with my father when he had 10 to 15 pints of beer on him. Now, in those days, things were very different, of course. The guards would stop you, just take the keys off you, and that would be the end of it. That would last you here of it, you know. But, but we're a lot more educated now. We know <laughs> the effects of alcohol. Well, you think we are, wouldn't you? You think, you think we will be, yeah. 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 I just, when, there's, when there's 700 people convicted every, every, every month of drink driving, Seven hundred a month, and, and, I, I, they're, only, and, and they're the ones are caught. Yeah, caught exactly. So you can multiply that by ten at least. That they're getting away with it because they know they can. The attempt, the other one getting caught or, or slim, slim to none. So they'll take keep taking the chances until the court and the and, and the guards get serious. If you're caught drinking and driving, you'll confiscate the cars. Yeah, take the cars off. Well, they they do that in Australia, don't they? They take the cars off them and they sell them. Exactly. What should be done? Yeah, Take that's, the cars off. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm asking today: Should we go one step further? Because I believe you, you know a three-year ban or a three-month ban in some cases, depending on the level of alcohol, or depending if you're a professional or a novice driver, is not good enough. It really, no, it, I don't think it teaches people a lesson. I really don't. No, and, and now, how many of those people that are banned will actually adhere to that ban? If they've got their car sitting in front of them in their front garden, they're going to drive again because they know the chance of getting caught or something on. And, and even if they do get caught again, there's no consequences. They, they'll go to no, court, they get a slap in the hand from a, a judge and get another get three-year ban. Exactly, exactly, yep. And, and so the fine, the fine they'll probably get is somewhere between 200 and 400 euro. The maximum fine, I think, uh-huh. is 500. So that's yep, not going yep. to affect anybody, really, is it? Really, well, no. most people. No, no, it's not going to affect them. What's the, what the slightest? And I, was going to, I was going to say, there's no possibility of you going to jail unless, of course, you're involved in a serious accident. But from what we've listened yeah. to your story today, I mean, 10 Even months then, for taking somebody's life. Yeah, and, and, and most anybody's ever been sentenced, I believe, is about five years in prison for a day to try to cause death. And that's another thing I think it shouldn't be called dangerous by the city because it's a well, well, I know like I, I would go as far as say murder, Leo, because when yeah. when you get into that car with alcohol on you, you're well aware that you're capable of killing somebody. Absolutely. So it's intentional. The facts and everything are out there, but you'll still have you'll have people coming on your show now, texting you in and ringing you and saying, "Oh, I did I did the right thing, and I was caught caught over the limit the following morning." The hell would it take? If you have alcohol in your system the next morning or the next second week, you still have alcohol in your system. You're over the limit. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a breath test and test your breath yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, professional drivers have to do that. You know, they have to do that regularly, professional drivers, whether they're meant to. I mean, no excuses. No excuses whatsoever. The court shouldn't be accepting this stupid excuses. Uh, uh, I need the car for my, my child is sick. I need to bring the child to the doctor. You should have thought of that before you get into your car. The judge shouldn't be accepting that. No, I don't, I don't think there's any excuses. There's no excuses. No. There's, all, there's always an alternative. And and I mentioned at the very start, Leo, you know, particularly around Christmas time, but any weekend, really, you, you go to most car park pubs and they're full. And, Absolutely, yeah. And they're not all in there drinking Coca-Cola. So no, no. I, I just don't get how we can blatantly break the law and people know the consequences and not just the, the, the penalties and the consequences. I'm talking about the consequences of people dying and the consequence of people being maimed for life or... Or, you know, yeah, but they, don't, really they, don't, they, don't, 
they don't think it out loud. It's, it shows like this here that it's helping and across, but you'll see a headline in the paper, two people killed on a row today, and when the news is over, that's all forgotten about. Yeah. But Charlie Joe's up here. Just only the families and the people involved. And see, what we only hear we, what we only hear at the end of the year is that the amount of people that are killed, between 160 and 190 people on average every year are we're killed. Six, another six, we're six up this year already on last year. And that last year was about what, 14 up on the previous year. But what we don't hear is the amount of people that are injured, the amount of people that end up in a wheelchair, the amount of people that end up paralysed in the neck down, they end up losing exactly. a limb or whatever. There's thousands of those. You, you can know. actually multiply, they multiply the figure by some like nine, I think it's eight and nine to get yeah. the number of serious ages, life-affecting injuries. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's, not, it's not just the individual that, I mean, in your case, for example, and many other cases like yours as well, I, I can think of many cases just like yours, and we've spoken to many of the victims over the years. It's the damage that they do, what you've got, what Teresa's got, well, what your children it, have. It, it's, it, a life, it's a lifetime sentence. Do you, you think of that Marcia's friend that, that only emailed me, sent, well, sent me the text so yeah. like 10 years after after what happened? And she said, she, in, that, in that email, she says, we, she remembers how she'll always remember. Yeah. And she'll always yeah. remember Marcia's dad. Laughing in the phone, they had that day in the dance Yeah. And then, just in the blink of an eye, it's all gone. Yeah. Just like that. I mean, she had, I know, I know Marcia had, had told you, she was 16 and she told you she had great plans for life. She wanted to be a midwife. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was her. And, yeah, and I, um, she, at this stage in life, she could have been married with children and being a midwife and all those, yeah, yeah. all those dreams taken away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, can I tell you a little story there now? Yeah, sure. It just happened recently. One of the kids, Marcia's the babysitter for was for, uh, was her niece. Yeah. Our, uh, our Uncle Paddy's daughter called Tia. And she went to this, uh, Marcy was ran into Blue. Did a big crush on her and the guy, you know, Simon. Yeah. Simon and Blue, I don't know if you know him. Yeah. And I believe they were, they were playing in Dublin a few weeks back. And Tia went to a concert. And they got up to the front and she, she sent Tia the message. First man and said, Tia, I, I said, Marcy, Show me a sign. Show me a sign, please. Mm-hmm. And Simon, when he came out on stage, he pointed down at Tia. Pointed down at the girl. Yeah. And asked her for her sunglasses, for asked her for her glasses and everything. Oh. Uh, coincidence or what? No, that's lovely, isn't it? That's a really, that's a really lovely story that maybe There's she's lots up... lots of different things like that have happened. Yeah, maybe she's up there making a difference, Leo, huh? Yeah. You know? I certainly believe that. I do yeah. believe that. Yeah. But look, and that's a lovely thought, you know, and, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I suppose keeps you at peace to some degree. How are you, by the way, now? Uh, I have my mom. I have the other kids. I have grandkids now to keep me occupied. Yeah. 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 But you have those days on your yeah. birthdays and celebrations and she's not there. Yeah. And what's what's you're, the next stage? sign up to What's the next stage of the campaign? I mean, obviously, uh, going back four years ago, we got the the legislation was changed to reduce the amount of alcohol that you could take. Either or mostly a support group. We were campaigning for changes in law. We believe it has to be there, but it's mostly support groups for people that have gone through what we went through, and we try to support them. Like we give them free legal aid and free counselling, and. All they have to do is get in contact with her, and we're there for them. I remember. I've been doing this job for 25 years, 30 years. And I remember even going back right to the very start. I used to speak to a woman on a regular basis, similar to yourself. She had lost, I think it was her daughter or son, I can't remember now. It was Her name was Gertie. Yeah, it was a long time ago now. And I don't know whether Gertie is still with us or not. She was an older woman. But uh, she she campaigned for years and years and years. And in fairness, she did some great work because of her. You know, the legislation did change because I could I can remember going back, oh, probably thirty years ago, the night maybe the late, early nineteen seventies, when the first advertisements for drink driving ban, you know, for drink driving came in, and you're only allowed six pints. Do you remember those ads? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to think that we we were that we we thought it was okay to let somebody have six pints of beer and drive a car. 
and then they reduced it, of course, to three and then down to two. And now yeah. we're down. So for those who don't understand the law currently at the moment, think of it like this. You can't even have one pint. Uh, yeah. The law is roughly about three quarters of a pint or a small glass of wine. And and when I say that's the law, you shouldn't even do that. No, you should have it, you should have it in your head. Have a, have a conscious think of other people. And, yeah. Like we campaign and campaign and just campaign to we're blue in the face. The legislation is there. But if the enforcement isn't there, if the penalties aren't there, people are going to keep on doing it and the people are just going to keep on dying. And what do you say to people who will come on the air today and say, well, look, it's wrong. Of course it's wrong, but everyone deserves a second chance. So, you know, the no, three-year ban is good. At least it gives them time to reflect. Well, I, like I said, for the ban, they will not work. There's only certain people who adhere to the bans, but the ban will not work because they'll, they'll just get back into their cars and drive again hopefully, and think they won't get caught. People that think they get a, need a second chance, mm. would you say that if it's your child or well, you're a family member that's hit by a car yeah. or by a drunk driver, I guarantee you, you won't be saying that after that. They deserve a second chance. Yeah. You can't, you don't react to thing, you, stuff like this. You have to prevent it. Reacting to it is, it's, it's, it's too late then. People are suffering, people are dying. Don't react, prevent it. So so your answer is, and, and I would agree with you, Ta- do what they do in Australia, don't. take the car off them. Sell it, give the them, yeah. Sell it and give it to a support yeah. group charity or something like that, and ban them yeah. for life. Ban them for life, yeah. Leo, it's. I'd like to say it's been wonderful talking to you, but every time I'm reminded of your story, it saddens me so much. Uh, but we're all thinking Thank of Marcia, you. and I'm sure you are Thank thinking you. of her especially today. And I'm sorry if I've upset you by the way, bringing all that back. Uh, but no, if, no. Like I've, I've gone to schools with mm. with, with the actual road safe road show, and I've speaking, yeah. spoken to thousands of young young people in transition years. And I've told Marcy's story, and, and they've all reacted. They've all come up to me afterwards. Yeah, and promised me they wouldn't do, wouldn't drink and drive. But hopefully they listen to you. They, yeah, but like I say, in the talk, I can get through to one of them. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Even if if one person listening today thinks of Marcy before they're going for that drink tonight, or tomorrow night, or whenever it happens to be, that's one person safer Absolutely. on the road. Uh, Absolutely. Leo, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I wish you well, all right? You and thank Teresa you, and your family, all right? Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you, Leo. There Take you go. Care. There you go. Leo, uh, Ligio, and uh, Leo's daughter, 16 years of age, Marcia, was taken away from us, 16 years of age, back in 2005. All right, I want to take your calls. Uh, the number, as usual, is 085 100 That's 085 100 Some of the messages coming in uh, on Facebook already. My heart is breaking for that poor man. Such a sad and tragic story and an end to a beautiful life. Sarah says, uh, hugs Leo and family. Very strong family. Um, Lorna says, technically, uh, if I have a glass of wine with dinner, then I'm over the limit. So do I deserve to never drive again for my whole life for a glass of wine with dinner? Well, it depends on the size of the glass of wine you're drinking. Uh, the law allows for a small glass of wine. You know, those kind of flute glasses, I think, isn't it? Those, whatever they call those bloody glasses, wine glasses, small wine glasses. So if you have anything more than that, well, I suppose realistically, you don't deserve to drive again because you know you're drink driving, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, you're, if you think that this is a big glass of wine, if I'm... If I, if I'm breathalyzed now, I could, you know, be off the road. Well, what are you doing it for? Because then you know, you're well aware of it. Anyway, Keane says, uh, no, we should, uh, we should go to a graduated system where the penalty you get is directly related to where you are reached related to the limit. So what? The amount of alcohol dictates how many years you get banned? Ah, come on out of that, for God's sake. Uh, the number is 85 That's 85 if you want to WhatsApp or text us. Norman, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall, how are you doing? I'm just uh, putting on my washing machine. So, All right. <laughs> there we go. Grant. Norm, um, very, yeah. div- very difficult yeah, to listen to that man's story and his 16-year-old daughter who was sadly taken away from us because of a drink yeah. driver who got 10, sure. 10 months in jail, Norman. 10 months. Yeah, yeah. You okay. Know? Um, I think anybody who who is, uh, I think they're focusing on one aspect of driving that's wrong, but I think the mindset here in Ireland is is completely wrong. Uh, I mean, why should a person get into a car and drive and they haven't passed a test? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just ludicrous. Oh, I think we're missing ludicrous. the point totally. We're, we're missing the point totally. I, I don't use that car that much. I mostly cycle, 
and the behaviour of motorists on the road. They're not drunk, but they might as well be drunk. The way they're behaving is absolutely... No, no, I, I, I agree with you. We, we, yeah. we, we need to go to something like the Canadian system, <coughs> whereby most kids coming out of, are coming out of secondary school, yeah. high school as they call it in Canada, already have yeah. a driver's licence. In other words, they be, they've learned to drive in school, they get 22 hours or whatever it is, lessons, while they're in yeah. you know fifth and sixth year. I think that's what exactly. we need to do. Absolutely. We need to yeah. educate children very young on how to drive a car. Yeah, yeah. And we need to do it properly. I, I, I got my, le- my license in, in Holland and I failed it the first test. Do you know where I failed? On what I failed the first test? This is now nearly 40 years ago. Mm. I failed it on the motorway. Yeah. Has anybody in Ireland failed a test on the motorway? Yeah, no. No, no, no they haven't. Nobody's taken out on the motorway. They're not, they're never taken no. out. No. Exactly, crazy, crazy stuff. You know, last night I was at an event in, in Richmond Barracks uh, called the Middle of the Field. Fantastic thing, if anyone gets a chance to see it. And uh, I had to drive there because public transport is desperate. Uh, so otherwise I'd go on my bike anywhere. I would go on my bike, but I was taking my partner with me, so she can't go on the bike. But uh, the way people drive, they just pull out while even checking the mirrors. Mm. No indicating, nothing. They don't even know basics. So what are you talking about drinking and driving? I think we're missing the total point. 90% of people out there on the roads are fairly fairly clueless. Yeah, I was down yeah. telling you yesterday picking up a device, a big chair, and, and the people just go through the red lights. Don't by the case you're, they just... Three, I, three I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, no. no. And I agree with yeah. everything. But add yeah. to that, add to that, the intentional recklessness of going out and having alcohol, which, of course, we know reduces your concentration and reaction times. Yeah. And then you've got a but recipe for disaster, haven't you? Not really. It depends on, on how that person is, uh, what that driving uh, experience is. Or okay, well, let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I've, I've good yeah. driving experience. Thankfully, I've only had one yeah. accident in the 40 years I'm driving, Right. Um, and that was my fault because I drove into a ditch. I was driving too fast. I was too young and stupid. Okay, so apart from that, yeah. apart from that, I haven't had an accident you, since. Right. So but here's you the thing. Be banned for doing that. Yeah, but but hold but on. You should be banned. Okay. No, hold on. So let's say I go out tonight and I decide yeah. it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm going to have a few glasses of vodka and I'm going to enjoy myself. And I get into yeah. my car and I drive. Now yeah. I feel okay. I'm a bit, you know, yeah. but I feel all right. The tipsy, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'm now I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm all right. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. drive and I drive home. If I'm right, caught, somebody. well, no, forget yeah. about even hitting somebody. Okay, let's say, caught, yeah. let's say I'm just stopped by the guards and I'm breathalyzed right. and I'm twice over yeah. the limit. What should happen to me? Yeah. What should happen to you? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I think uh, it should be investigated. Uh, is that a regular occurrence or was it a one-off occurrence? Let's yeah, okay. Well, let's well let's, well, let's, let's okay. say it's a one-off. I've never been caught before. Yeah. Well, I, I think you should be, I wouldn't say re-educated, but you should be uh, made alert to, uh, it's the same thing I had that before, I used to I cycle a lot to work, but I used to take the car all the time. But I remember one time I was actually very tired, and another time I had a cold, and I actually stopped the car and drove home, or left the car, because... The, the the cold had so much an effect on me. It was affecting. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, but hang on. But that, that that's so, I, so I, I know. I know. I understand the point you're making. But there, that's not yeah. intentional. To go in and drink alcohol is an intentional thing to do. You know it's wrong. You know it's illegal. You know it affects your driving. No, but you no, still no, go no. in. People don't. People do loads of things, and they're not aware. Okay, of so should they, they be banned from driving? I don't think. No, no, absolutely no. not. No. Were, were no. you li- listening to Leo, who was on for the last twenty minutes before you? I don't think. You, I don't think you'd caught his call. The man cried on the air talking to me. And yeah. to this day, in 2005, yeah. his no, 16-year-old daughter was killed, killed by a drink driver. I do. Yeah. And, and how many times have, have I been knocked off a bike by a, a person? I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm, ju- I'm just saying no. We weren't killed. No, no. There was a woman and, and, and her daughter was killed recently, last year, by a learner driver who was driving unaccompanied. That person had me drinking. Well, it was that was actually it was more it wasn't last year. It was about three years ta- ago. Yeah, you're missing the point. We're yeah. talking about drink. Oh, okay, well, hang on. Let me just bring in John on this as well. Sorry, John. Go ahead. You want to say something? Well, he, he's missing the point. Um, I mean, you know, because we're I'm not missing the point. No, we're, we're, no, we're no, no. You're, you're concentrating on the wrong thing. No, you're not we're, concentrating we're, we're, on on. No, no. When no, you no. get into a car, when you get into a car, you should be able to drive. 
90, 80% of people... But everybody agrees. No, but everybody agrees but everybody agrees at what you're saying. But everybody is doing it. Everybody is doing it. Yeah, but, but okay, but this is another fact. But hang on, hang on, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay? Yeah. I'm agreeing I, with everything. Hang on, no, when you're missing the point. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. But, my neighbour is a lovely person, oh. but she came down the lane the other day at a speed like... I, you're not getting it. Hello? Norman. Yeah, Norman, are you still there? No, no. She, I am, yeah, yeah. But she drove at a speed that was ridiculous. Anybody could have stopped out and she would have knocked them over. We're not talking This is exactly yes. You're talking about something. We're, we're talking that, about that, drinking, driving. What part of that I can don't hear, you understand? The part of it, well, the part of what I understand is why you concentrate on, on a small aspect of something. That's far bigger. It's, it's not people a small people. Look, there are people. Yesterday, can, uh, yesterday, I, yesterday I came. Are you, going, are, you going to let, are you going to let somebody else speak, or do, are you just have to follow up with your own voice, or what? I'm talking about. I did went to a green light. Well, you've yesterday. been talking quite a while, no? Maybe, maybe if you listen, maybe and, no, you might well, actually. I'm probably understand. the only one to cause. Because have, have you had thirty lessons? Do you drive? Do you drive? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. How, how many thirty lessons have you had? Zero. How many what? Terry lessons. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't. I've been driving for I've been driving for donkeys years forgot to go. I need any theory lessons. Oh, yeah, exactly. Point, you do need theory lessons. In, in the, Denmark, the, the point, you go to you that, go to a classroom. You sit in the classroom and you're taught about what the right, correct mindset. And you're also taught not to drink and drive. It's uh, it's obviously yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. that he. Like, hang on, no, hang on. Let John finish what he wants to say for us. Hang it, on, Jesus Christ! I mean, where did this guy come from? This, the aliens must have landed. Uh, well, look, I, I, I did a lesson. My second lesson. I'll tell you my second lesson. Right, the light was green. Right, I was in the car. And what we're not talking the, about. The we're talking no. about drinking, driving. What part no, no, of no, that? No, no, no. The, the, the driver, the driving instructor, stopped the car in the middle of the junction, and he said, "What did you do wrong?" <laughs> Norman. But what are you t- no when you're talking about safe driving, you're talking about careless driving. We all agree with you. People should be better drivers. But we're talking about something that's intentional, which impairs your driving ability, which is taking alcohol. Right now, sorry, let so, hang on, Norman, just let John speak for a yeah. second. John yeah, no, look should, let's be honest. Okay, well, the question I, I, I originally asked, by the way, is should the yeah. penalty be a ban for life? One hundred percent. One hundred percent and there there goes if you lose your license and you need the car, obviously, for work rights, there goes your job, there goes the mortgage payment, there goes your family over the side of the street. Maybe then, and only then, it might concentrate people's mind. Because unfortunately, which we've dealt with many times in the program, the, the, the Gardaí are very sparse on the ground at the moment. People know that, and especially in rural areas. And the drinking and driving, the drug driving, the whole lot, it's going on wholesale because the chances are you won't be caught. Now, obviously, this, this, this caller that's on the line, he doesn't seem to have any ounce of compassion for the man that was on force that lost his daughter, right? No, you're, you're talking to a guy at the end of the phone, myself, who I previously admitted to you, I went through a Garda checkpoint. Now, that was well over 35 years ago, right? I ca- I, another time I was down in Kilworth, I came out of Kilworth, um, I was had a good few points to me. I stopped off for my, saw the girls parked on the bridge, went into a night up, had another three points out, and to this day now, I cannot remember leaving for my, going through Rathcarmer, going through Watergrass Hill, going through Glenmoyer, going through my own Cox City. I just woke up inside my own garden. Now, if the gas came to the door the next day and said, you wouldn't have the next unless I just a person did, I wouldn't have remembered anything. I would have to believe what they told me, right? And it's actually not that put me off. It's the, fa- the fact that when I went through the checkpoint, and the girls chased me down the road, and the girl that she left me go on the night, that freaked me out more than the fact that I couldn't remember getting home. So never again would I touch it. And anyone that takes a, a, a drink and alcohol and gets in deliberately behind the wheel of a car, you should get a lifetime ban. In the story. It's a fair point, Norman. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that All this emotional thing is all great, but you have to be... It's, all, it's all great. I think you're kind of minimising the impact it has on people's lives. Drink drivers, as well as bad drivers, which I've agreed with you on already. Everybody's agreed with that. But drink drivers no, have left paths of devastation behind them. Yeah, as have learner drivers who haven't. As, of course, they have. And we're not talking about that today. We can talk about that another day, Norman. That's a different topic. It's not a, it's not a different topic. It's about driving. No, you're missing the point. We're you're talking about haven't. drinking and driving. What you No, know, you're talking you about dr- drinking and driving. 
Just repeat the, to If you yourself. listen, if you repeat listen Repeat after me. Repeat after no. me. Drink and drive, you do not do. Drink and drive, you do not do. That's all you've got to say. Drive without passing a test, you do not do. Okay, well, 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 answer a simple question, Norman, right, for me. Forget about everything else just at the moment. If I take a drink and get caught driving a car while I'm drunk, should I be banned yeah. for life? Um, if, well, if you do, then you should have banned anybody who has caused an accident. I, I'm, I'm not asking that question. It's a simple question. It's just a, it, All it requires is a yes-no answer. Should no, I be banned? Then, sorry. No. So no. Simple, should, I, should, I get a, should I get a ban for two years? I'm not going to... It's ridiculous to ban a person because they did one type of of, is of it ridiculous? Maneuver. It is ridiculous. Like, oh, because and what, what happens if I take somebody's life while I'm driving and I'm drunk? Do, do I deserve to go to jail? Or is that just an accident? Uh, if, if you're through carelessness or negligence and the cause of that negligence, be it drinking or not taking enough lessons or knowing the rules of the road or having the right mindset, which I say 80% of people... I'm, I, I'm on a small little road here and the greater cars drive here is just unbelievable. Okay, well stay there for a second because I want to go to stay there, John, too. I want to go to Joe. No. Joe, well, hang on, John. Hang but we're on. doing nothing about it. We're doing nothing about uh, well, it. Well, hang on, hang on both of you. Jo, jo, well, hang on. Joe, how are you doing? Good afternoon, Niall. How are you doing? I let those Good. two argue amongst themselves there for a second. Uh, stay there, please, oh, yeah, John yeah. and Norman, yeah. It's like uh, Stasky like and Hutch, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm hedging on John's side here, to be honest with you, but however, do you believe the people oh, should be I banned for life? I do, of course. I second what John says there. Yeah, of course they should be banned for life. Like, this is a major yeah. crime. Like, you know, this is a menace of society. And it's not yeah. just drink is the problem. It's drugs as well. Drugs the amount is a huge of people problem. That's, on, that's, drink, that's, taken, um, yeah. that's taken drugs and driving under the influence of drugs. And you know it's something that, that we rarely ever talk about, by the way, is prescription drugs. Exactly, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you see it in the city here. Mm. I'm living in Cork here, like, and we're, we're the same as John is. And you see the amount of um, drive, um, antisocial behaviour with drink driving, people jumping lights, speeding, like you sort of were like on the Formula One circuit the way they were carrying on. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably and in their 70s or 60s. No, they're not. They are not. They're mm. not. They're all in yeah, well, the world. The ones I know here are, are, are asleep at the wheel or something because they're not looking no, in the mirror. No, they're not no, checking. No, 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 no. You, you know, you have to. You know, when you pull up from the side of a road, if you stopped in your car, you have to check your mirrors and look over your shoulder before you pull out, and you have to indicate. You know that. Well, I don't know. You what, know when you're changing lanes. What, you know when you're changing lanes, you have to indicate. We know. I had yeah, five, well, I there was six cars yesterday and another five last night. Not one of them indicated. But, but, yeah, I mean, Norman, you're saying everything that people are agreeing with, right? You have a kind of obsession with the whole road safety thing, and I understand that. But we are focusing on one aspect of it today. We can focus on, oh, well, hang on. We can focus on the other aspects another day, about the learner drivers, about the bad driving, about the careless driving, about not using your indicators. All those are the things that do cause accidents. But today we're focusing on drink driving, which is something that you intentionally do. You intentionally go into a pub. You intentionally scull a pint. You intentionally get back in your car and turn the, the key of the ignition. They're intentional yeah. things. Having a cold, as you said earlier on, which may impair your driving, by the way, having, the flu, having a flu or something like that, that's not intentional. Oh, yeah, You've no control over that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're finding it humorous, by the way, can I just point out? We just had a man on the air for 20 minutes telling about how his daughter was killed in an accident. What about, what about all those people who were killed by, by careless and reckless drivers who never learned to drive? You're of an obsession. Are they less value? No, no, they're not of less value. Anybody who's killed by a careless or reckless driver, that careless or reckless driver equally should go to jail. Jesus, well, then, no, we we're, we're, all, we're all in agreement with that about this standard driving out there, the scrap. We're all on the line today, agree with it there. But what we're concentrating yeah. is to know should Jack, you do nothing be, about it? Should you, you should yourself you will go in? Should you, get, should you get a lifetime ban if you're caught over the limit? He and said I, no. I believe he said so. no. Yeah, he said no. Well, well let, let me hang on. Let me go to Mark as well. Mark, how are you doing? You're on the Night Bowling podcast. Hi, Mark. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? How are you doing, Mark? Um, Very I, frustrated, actually. I, now you ask. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very frustrated at the, at, the, at the gentleman on the phone as well. There should be a straight ban. If you're caught over the limit, there should be a straight ban. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many lives are destroyed or lost with the drink driving? And like, the drink driving thing has been going on for years and people are still they're not learning their lessons, like, you know? No. So, so like... Uh, uh, why, why, do you like think, why do you think people do it, Mark? Why do you think people go into pubs 
take a drink and drive, even though we constantly talk about the dangers of drink driving? Why there's, do- um, there's a few. Uh, for me, there's a few. Um, there's a few reasons. Mm. Oh, I've lost you there. Sorry, have I lost you? You're gone. Oh, I lost everybody at the one time. Sorry, you're back again. The reason is people are, are selfish mm. and, and don't care. No? Well, well, the re- I've lost Mark there. I do apologise. Yeah, the reason is, but people are selfish. You're, you're, Norman, there yeah. you go. You're right again. To yeah, go into yeah. a pub and scull back a few glasses of wine, I don't know, a short, yeah. a few shorts yeah. or pints of beers, yeah. you're 100% right. They're selfish. Yeah. It's a selfish yeah, thing to do. Anybody. John, we're actually all agreeing with him now. There you go. Well, well, therefore, but look. Well, then go uh, to jail then. Yeah, I put you in selfish, jail. It is a selfish act, obviously, like I mean, but there should be a price to be paid in for taking that selfish act, which is putting yourself in a vehicle where you could actually cause multiple fatalities, right? Including yourself, you know? Well, let me, let me go back to Mark. Sorry, I have him back there. Sorry, Mark. Sorry about that. So, Mark. Sorry, Mark yeah, oh, so there should be a ban for life, you agree? Absolutely, and you were asking me what what are the reasons. Um, there, there uh, for me, there's there's a few reasons. There's um, it's just people being ignorant, and like not not having a care. Oh, sure, I'll be grand, like that that old attitude, like you know. Yeah. Well, I've only had a few, like uh, that's that's grand. I'll be like, fine. So that, yeah. Yeah, that and that's one. And then, but then there's the other side of it, and this this could be a uh, debate for another 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 day. It's the public transport, like you know, like if the, if there was if there was a regularly available. Transport. If there's readily available um, taxis, whatever it is, like, like I see, like I see it personally, like they'd be less people, they'd be less people out about like drinking and driving, like you know, like. Oh, you're you're talking about rural Ireland, particularly, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I know, I, I know that that can be very difficult and whatnot, but like, if for me, if there was, if there was, if there's that bit more access to. Yeah, so I don't know. I to provide public transport in parts of the country where there isn't normally public transport. But the problem the government will tell you, and I know the Healy Rays have been on about this on numerous occasions, but the problem is it's not logistically possible or financially possible to provide public transport from, you know, mixed farm down to the local yeah. pub or village in the middle of nowhere in Ireland. It just isn't possible. Do you know what? I, I, I completely agree with that. But I, I, I really feel that if you don't find a solution to that, there's going to be, unfortunately, more cases like this, like where... Because you believe Mick from the farm will still drive his car with a few jars on him, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But, but, but look, I'm not really focused on Mick who drives five miles to the village from his farm with, on a back road in the Bowerine in the middle of nowhere because he's probably never going to cause an accident. What I am focusing on is people who are in cities who have an alternative of public transport, or a taxi for that matter, who don't bother their arse, who well, think, ah, oh, sure, it's only a few like pints. That, they, they, should be, they should be banned up the, for the rest of their lives, like that's... That's okay. The, the the ignorance in that the the, the selfishness the selfishness in this it's just it's it's um, my, it is my like the amount the amount of lives we I say all of us know someone who's 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 died who's died in a in a in a road traffic accident, accident yeah you know like so it's just uh it's it's uh, yeah okay I'm completely for all right all right listen thank you thank you for that Mark and uh, let me you can take Mark there if you want let me go to Stephen Stephen hi how are you you've been listening to Norman and John I don't know whether you were listening to them before before you come on there um, Norman doesn't believe you should be banned from driving um, re-education is the key here Stephen do you believe that people who are caught drink driving should be banned I think well, I could be wrong I actually didn't bother looking it up um, but I think there is already like a a, a a limited ban on somebody that is convicted of any kind of driving offence. Two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a reasonable thing. You could probably up it to five, but a lifetime ban is just going to, you know, have me or somebody else, if they're, if we're convicted of uh, drink driving or driving under the influence of drugs or anything like that, still out driving and waiting to get caught by a, a, a guard. You know, I don't, I don't think a lifetime ban is the way to go. I do agree with re-education, and I was saying it to your researcher, like, I don't know how long you've been driving for, but my dad has 40-odd years of I'm the driving same. under yeah, his belt. 40 years, you know? yeah. yeah. And even he says, you know, in his time on the road, like, A, the roads have changed entirely. We've wrote, uh, roundabouts and new rules and things like that all over the shop. And he follows it as best he can, basically. Yeah. But I think that, I think retesting people every 10 years or so on mm. limited oh, aspects sorry, sorry. of rules of the road and so on is a good way to go. And I know there's, I'm waiting on my uh, 
and logistics and that. It's hard enough to get one test going, really, isn't it? Without I know, yeah. Doing it ten years. It. I, and by the way, you are right. I did, I did a driving test going back three years ago for the fun. Uh, we had the National Testing Authority on the air. We were talking to them on the radio. And myself and my producer were put a challenge up that we would both do the test to see would we pass it. Now, I have a full mm-hmm. driver's license. I failed it. Now, I'm going to make an excuse and say the reason I failed it is because I was in a car with a gear stick, which I haven't driven in years. I drive automatics now. And I stalled the car in the middle of a junction. Apart from that, I was okay. My producer, she mounted the footpath. So in, in saying that, we both failed the test miserably, even though we both had full licenses. But in, that'll yeah. always be the way. You're only good on the day of the test. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's like the well, NCT. That is it. I only yeah. have to do it right once to get the pink piece of plastic, and then I can go off and do whatever the hell I like. Yeah. But, it, but in saying that, that will, okay, we, we were talking, uh, you know, earlier on to Leo, and, and Leo's daughter was killed at 16 years of age by a drunk driver who got 10 months jail sentence. And uh, by the way, while she, when she killed her uh, in the accident, well, he wouldn't have called it an accident, he calls it murder. When she killed her um, and she hit her in the car, she was already on a driving ban. Um, she already had no insurance, no tax, no license. So she had a, numerous convictions, but only got 10, uh, 10 months in, in jail for what she did. Leo has to live with it for the rest of his life. His daughter is gone. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he believes, similar to Australia, the car, if you're caught drink driving, the car should be taken off you, sold, the money given to a charity, and you should be banned for life. It is. It's a fucking tragedy. It massively is. Like, that's a dis- it's a disgraceful thing that that woman felt so entitled that she could just, you know, do whatever she likes. But I'd safely say her and about 100 other thousand people on the roads are doing the same thing right this very minute. But then yeah. why, 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 do we, why do we care and say, let's give them a second chance and only give them a two-year ban and let them drive again in two years? Why do we care? Well, I think the, the, the only way to make it justified to do any kind of a ban and things like that is to try and get them into a program to educate them on the risks and the, the realities and to actually do a bit of a restorative justice type thing where that woman has to sit down to that girl's father and try and explain herself while also listening to everything that that woman has put her father and her family, the daughter's family through for the last however many years. You know, I think all of that, it really hammers home the idea that you are driving behind the wheel of a lethal weapon if you are not in full control of it and I mean, in full control of yourself. I mean, we all know that you're not supposed to point a gun at somebody because that's illegal, right? Uh, hmm. You're not supposed to threaten a person's life. Yet, I see people all the time who go into a pub with their car in the car park drink a few glasses of whiskey or a few pints of beer, whatever it is, mm. get back in the car, turn the key and drive home and think, ah, sure, I'll be grand. That's exactly the same yeah. thing. You know it's illegal, but yet you'll still do it. So John, who's on the other line there, his point is, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know you're taking a huge risk. You know you're putting other mm. people's lives in danger. Why not a lifetime ban? It's not like you, d- you need a second chance. You know it's illegal. No, and it is a fair point. I just, I don't see how it's, practicable to, to have a lifetime ban. You know, Why if not? it isn't already practical that we can't enforce somebody who's had multiple convictions and is already driving without a license and insurance. Well, know, well and we need, then, we need to take the law more somebody. seriously, right? The problem that we have in this country, Absolutely. we don't take the law seriously enough. So somebody is on a ban and they get caught again by the guards, they go to jail and the judge slaps them on the hand and gives them a 300 quid fine. If you if you've a lifetime ban and you get caught driving, you should go to jail. Yeah. I would agree with that. Should, that should be said. Uh, sorry, I think some. I think one of the other callers wants to get in. Yeah, sorry. Well, sorry, John, you want to say something there? Yeah, well, you see, it's amazing, though, because the people that are usually in favour of just extending out the driving ban, maybe to five years, ten years, or whatever, right, are not the people that one of their family members had been killed, like that poor man that was on at the start and his, his lovely daughter, right? So it's very easy to say it, but like if there was a vote in the morning, we'd say it, you know, should there be a lifetime ban? And if you asked only the people that had lost loved ones, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, through drunken driving, should there be a lifetime ban? I know where the vote would oh, go. They, they'd all say yes, of course they would. Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still remind everybody that when I was a child, I remember my father as I said, we'd drink 15 pints of beer and drive the car with us in it. All three of us in the back, we were, mm-hmm. I was only about 10 or 11 years of age. I can still remember that. Now, don't get me wrong, different times, I get it. Yeah. But he was hammered, pissed driving the car. Now, I'll put that down to ignorance, lack of education, but we're not at that stage now in society. This is 2023. We're well aware 
uh, that, you know, even one beer, I remember watching a documentary, and one bottle of Budweiser this guy had, they checked his reaction times. Even one bottle of beer can affect your reaction times. Mm. It's something like being sleep deprived or something like that. It's, it's a similar effect. And considering human reaction time is about two and a half seconds anyway, you know, mm. Mm. Um, it is. It's some, so I still don't think a lifetime ban is the way to go, but I do think we need to A, enforce the rules that we bloody well have and be way stricter with it. But if you're going to do that, then you probably need, you know, more mass surveillance on mm. every road way many more Gardaí and, you know, let's face it, probably another two or three courts across the country. So I, I'm looking at what you were talking about earlier on when you were talking about uh, recidivism and the annual rate is 24.3% per 1,000 among first offenders. Um, so maybe we shouldn't be taking that too lightly either. It's not a bad suggestion. Um, and let me just stay there, lads. Let me just go to Pauline as well. Pauline, how are you doing? Hi, Ned. How are you? Good. Nice to talk to you, Pauline. Welcome along to the podcast. Pauline, do you believe that people who are caught drink driving, should they be banned for life? No. Absolutely N- not. Not? No. No. Why? It should tell somebody, absolutely. Because I don't think it's the, the root of the problem is lack of knowledge, obviously, and lack of probably observance of what's actually going on when there mm. are accidents that people are involved mm. with having drank and whatever. Lack of knowledge. So my, are you for real? Well, they get their tests because they have a car, but they should be taught in school how to drive before they leave. Well, when, well okay, no, we went down this road at Norman. I'm, I agree with you, Pauline. Everybody should have a better education when it comes to driving a car. We're talking about something yeah. that's intentionally done to reduce or impair your ability to drive a car, which is to take alcohol. Yeah. Well, okay, it's like, it's like saying, is it all right to drive with your foot on the steering wheel? Of course not, because it, it impairs your ability to drive the car. So is it okay, yeah. is it okay to, drink, to drink and drive? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Okay, so if you know it's not okay and you know yeah, it's it illegal, it's good. Okay, well, well, okay, that's that's fine. Okay, let's teach them in school. That's great. Okay, and I agree with you. Right, we should be teaching kids like in Canada. They should be coming out of school, secondary school, with a driver's license in their hand. Right, exactly. absolutely, exactly. and they should be educated. But leaving that aside, and I agree with that. Do you believe that a person, after they get their education, after they come out of school with their live driver's license in hands, if they go out and drink 10 pints of beer and jump into a car and drive, should they lose the license for life? I, not if they don't kill somebody. I think they should not if they don't kill want. somebody. Ah, if they kill, ah, come on, if come they on. kill somebody, absolutely, regardless. The, potent, the, not, the, potent, the potential is there to kill somebody. And if they never kill somebody, go up to the rehabilitation centre in Dunlera and see the results of the people and the multiple injuries they have for the rest of their life. Mm. Half the country mm. are driving around on prescription drugs, which have the exact same. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Yeah. That's another thing. And I like. The, I know people in the city, right? And if their insurance company knew what the, the, the prescribed medication that they were yeah. taking, they would never cover them. Oh, I know. That, as I said, yeah. that's another show, and I will cover that again. The amount of people in this country driving on prescription medication that shouldn't be driving on prescription medication yeah. is bonkers. Some of it is actually worse than alcohol, to be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah. and also, drug driving is a huge problem too, particularly amongst the younger generation. Yeah. People driving yeah. on, uh, you know, out of their head on cocaine or you know, smoking hash or whatever or weed or whatever they call it nowadays. Um, it, yeah. they all should be banned uh, if but they're caught doing it. But okay, but Pauline, I'm curious, just very quickly, because I don't have much time. So, Pauline, I'm curious, why do you think they shouldn't be banned for life? Why not? Well, I think a person could get into their car in the morning having been at a wedding or something before and think that they are sober. And if they were pulled in, they would not be sober, where it wasn't intentional. And I do think if a person hasn't caused any catastrophe, that they should be severely warned and threatened that perhaps within the next year, if the same thing occurred, they would take the license off, and these things happen. I, I, I'm curious, actually, on that note, just just very quickly, if I go back to Stephen. Stephen, this argument every single Christmas comes up. Uh, you know, they, they, the guards shouldn't be targeting people the next morning who did the right thing the night before. You know what I mean? Do you buy that argument? Do you feel kind of sorry for those people who get caught going to work the next morning after a night out the night before? Well, by the right thing, I suppose. Well, so I, I was questioning them what you, what you meant by the right thing, but you mean, you know, drinking responsibly and... Getting a taxi, you know, doing all that. Hour, yeah. You know, doing, doing what they should be doing after having taken in a load of alcohol and whatever else they're having. Um, if, they're, if, they're still behind, if they're behind the wheel of the car, you know, they could have gotten... They could have 
stayed sober, but gotten home at like five o'clock in the morning and then up at seven to go to work. Yeah. That's two hours of sleep. You yeah. know, arguably they're still impaired driving, even if they are sober. You know, mm. I, yeah. And I, I they say, like, by the way, it's an hour of sleep for every unit of alcohol. That's what you're meant to do, at least. You really? Know? Yeah, an hour of sleep for every unit. Oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So if you have five pints, you're supposed to get at least five hours of sleep in between the time you hop back into your car again. At least. Mm. But men, men and women are different anyway now. Well, they are. I, do, I know. It depends on everyone's metabolism, but that's the kind of going yeah. the rule. Well. Mm. Yeah, they could be on no, the yeah, no, well. It is an interesting one. I do think that, I do, as, as much, I do think a lifetime ban is impractical. I think if you're caught on any road in the country and you're under the influence, you lose the car there and then you have to go and then pick it up from a depot somewhere. You can't have it for a week or whatever it is. But a lifetime ban is an impractical thing. What about what they do in Australia, which I think is great, by the way, which is if you're driving a car, no matter how good or how bad the car is, it could be top of the range BMW. If you get caught drink driving, they take the car off you and they sell it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That it might be the, the it might be the big end of the thin thin wedge, <laughs> but you know we would, might get there eventually. But wouldn't be nice if you were driving a Ferrari, would it? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Well, you should have thought of that before you drove. Let me just go very quickly if I can, just to one more. Sarah, hi. Good. Sarah, hi, Niall. How, how you doing? Niall, I was just listen, I was just listening to you there. Right now, I'm not getting into a big Matthew thing about it, but you're saying there, like you know, you're going by a pubs and you see cars and. Loads of cars, and you know that they're not just in there having a lemonade. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to put the responsibility on the barman, but could you not bring out some initiative, like, in the country that, like, either if you're coming in here to have a drinking session, don't bring your car. Like, could you not implement that into the into the pubs? Uh, do you think, like, uh, do you think the in. pubs are going to... The pubs are never going to do that. The pubs don't care. It's, no, like, they don't have to care. It's not their responsibility. Fairness, no, but it is their responsibility serving alcohol, Niall. Well, no, it's not. You know what I mean? And it can... Like I'm talking about a positive end, but don't turn this into a negative thing. No, like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I agree with you. I do agree. It's a good incentive. But the pubs are yeah, never going like, to do it. Because I can tell you, here's something for you, right? If we go back in time, or even now, actually, if the guards set up a checkpoint outside a pub car park, the pubs would go mad saying the guards are targeting their business, right? Well, and, you know, I, and, but that that's the wrong attitude to have because people shouldn't be drinking driving anyway. There is no pub in the country that's going to do that. But they're not going to do no, it. No, you can easily say that every weekend. Like, yeah. if I'm working a bank holiday weekend, no, I don't drink alcohol, right? And I'd, I'd go into work and there'd be some nurses, some carers, whoever, you still get the smell of alcohol off them. And there still does be checkpoints. Like, that's no. always going to be out there and that's always going to happen. But I'm talking no. about something like mm. to prevent them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, sorry, John, you're trying to say something, Sarah. Happened. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, look, we're finishing this. Uh, the true story, um, way up in the west of Ireland, in a very rural pub, right? Many years ago, there was a new girl came onto the scene, and he went around and he came into this pub, and there was a, he's no, no longer alive, no government minister at the time, right? Belonged to a certain party, and uh, he started taking names. The government minister came over to the guard and he said, uh, Would you like a point guard or would you like a transfer? And the guard chose the point. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that still goes on by the way in small towns across Ireland I'm sorry I'm really stuck for time everybody Paulie and Sarah sorry for cutting you a little bit short there John and Stephen I really appreciate you all coming on the air and I appreciate all of your opinions no matter whether I agree with them or not uh, alright thank you to everybody who got involved in the podcast today don't forget by the way you can catch us again tomorrow at the same time at 12 o'clock and if you want to download this podcast it'll be available in about an hour's time online on the nileboylan.com website or indeed you can go to Spotify or all your usual platforms where you'll normally get it if you want to watch it by the way you have to go to our website nileboylan.com or subscribe on Twitter see the subscription button there well, oh yeah it's not called Twitter anymore by the way we now have to refer to it as X, which is probably the worst rebranding I've ever heard in my life. It's almost as bad as TV3 when they rebranded to Virgin Media. Does anyone actually call it Virgin Media or do you all still call it TV3? TV3, isn't it really? Anyway, click the subscription button. It costs you five a month. It's the price of a pint of beer. It's kind of thanking me and my staff, uh, all three of us, <laughs> for putting on a good show every single day. We do this every day. It's free of charge. We don't charge you to watch it. You can watch it live on Twitter and on Facebook every single day between 12 and 1 o'clock or sometimes half past 1 depending on how mad we feel anyway I'll be back again with you tomorrow at 12 until then have a great day
the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.